Welcome to the Nativity Podcast, where we explore the Christian faith through scripture, reason, and tradition. I'm Father Jason Emerson, and I thank you for tuning in. So, I'm doing something a little different today with the Nativity Podcast. I'm republishing a sermon from December 2019. I did a sermon series on the Psalms of Advent last year, one of which was on Psalm 72. The biblical standard of leadership is outlined succinctly in Psalm 72. Of course, it appears repeatedly in Scripture, but Psalm 72 is a poignant, concise articulation of it. Given the current state of our country this week, I felt it timely to reissue this examination of the testimony of Scripture as to what constitutes righteous leadership. I hope you find it helpful to your reflections and actions going forward. He shall defend the needy among the people. He shall rescue the poor and crush the oppressor. In the name of God, the Father and Mother of us all. Amen. So... Decades ago, in high school, I was tapped for leadership. In marching band, I was a section leader for multiple years, and my senior year, we won section of the week four weeks in a row. Consequently, I graduated high school thinking I was a fully formed leader, and a mighty fine one at that. I was wrong. In reality, my definition of leadership was completely wrong. See, I thought leading people was pretty simple. You just yelled a lot and told people what to do. And with that came honor and prestige. Such are the thinkings of an 18-year-old. My freshman year of college, I pledged Phi Mu Alpha Sinfonia the premier music fraternity in all the world. As part of the pledge process, we had to do a one-on-one visit with each active brother in the chapter. When I sat down with John Thurmond, the president of the chapter at that time, I brazenly and arrogantly told him I not only wanted to be a brother, but I would someday be president of the chapter. Now, I don't know if John was aware in that moment or not, but looking back on it, my desire to lead was faulty. See, I wanted to be president for the prestige and the power, not for the opportunity to serve. I thought leaders just yelled a lot and told people what to do. No. Real leaders serve. Fortunately, I never became president. But one of my pledge brothers did, Lowell Lane. Lowell is one of the quietest people I've ever met. He didn't yell. He led by example. He didn't tell people what to do. He just worked harder than everybody else. He wanted to serve the brothers of the chapter. And because of his service, we would follow him anywhere. 
from Lowell, I began to learn servant leadership. The fact that real leaders serve their constituents. Yet the standard of servant leadership, though higher than mere telling people what to do, is still lower than the standard of biblical leadership. I began to learn the standard of biblical leadership from Reverend Gail Catanella and Bishop Jennifer Baskerville Burroughs. Reverend Gail was my spiritual director and mentor when I was a Resurrection House intern discerning the call to priesthood. She taught me that biblical leaders not only serve, but they serve a particular constituency of people. The poor, the powerless, and the oppressed. Mother Gail was emphatic and relentless at insisting that unless I was feeding the hungry and questioning why the hungry have no food, if I wasn't healing the sick and asking why some folks have access to health care and others do not, if I wasn't freeing the oppressed and standing up to those that oppress, then I wasn't much of a Christian at all. She made it plain that if I wasn't doing all the things Jesus preaches about in the fourth chapter of Luke, then I was a brood of vipers and not a follower of Jesus. Yeah, Gail didn't mince a lot of words. She's still just as intense today. I was blessed to be friends with Bishop Baskerville Burroughs before she was elected the Bishop of Indianapolis, the first African-American woman elected diocesan bishop in the Episcopal Church. We had served on the board of the Episcopal Service Corps together and become friends along the way. So she gets elected bishop of Indianapolis, and I called her up to congratulate her. In the course of conversation, I said, now, you know Indianapolis and southern Indiana have the highest concentration of the KKK of any state, right? She replied, yeah, I do. That's why I'm going there. I learned from Bishop Burroughs that when you lead to the biblical standard, people will not like you. And in fact, many will likely hate you. And you do it anyway. Psalm 72 is a coronation hymn. It was likely sung at the coronations of ancient Israel's kings and probably again on the anniversaries of those kings' enthronement. The hymn encapsulates and articulates Israel's hopes and expectations for its leaders. Verse 14 says, He shall defend the needy among the people. He shall rescue the poor and crush the oppressor. The psalmist goes on to repeat and expand on this expectation of righteous rule in verses 12 through 14. 
which I find interesting that they're not included in the prescribed lectionary. They read, For he shall deliver the poor who cry out in distress, and the oppressed who has no helper. He shall have pity on the lowly and poor. He shall preserve the lives of the needy. He shall redeem their lives from oppression and violence, and dear shall be their blood in his sight. This psalm is more than just a statement of what the ancient Israelites expected of their king. The kings rarely lived up to that, by the way, but that's another sermon. It is also a concise articulation of the biblical standard of leadership. Defend the needy. Rescue the poor. Stop the oppressor. This psalm is not an outlier in Scripture either. Rather, this standard is proclaimed throughout Scripture in a variety of ways. God choosing the enslaved Israelites in Egypt to be God's people. The prophets of the Old Testament proclaiming justice and righteousness for the poor. Jesus preaching his first sermon in Luke 4 on a text from Isaiah. John the Baptist calling us all out in Matthew 3. Over and over again, Scripture sets the standard of biblical leadership. Defend the needy. Rescue the poor. Stop the oppressor. Now, you all, all of you, are my brothers and sisters in Christ, and I love you. In case you've been living under a rock, and if you have, I might be a little bit envious of you, because in case you haven't heard, next year is an election year. I know two things for certain. There's going to be a whole lot of yelling. There's going to be a, and there's going to be a whole lot of noise and not a lot of signal. I want to make a promise to you and be very clear with you. I will never, ever tell you who to vote for. That's not my job. However, my job is to tell you the biblical standard of leadership so that when you choose leaders for all levels of the church and all levels of the world, I can encourage you to find those who defend the needy, rescue the poor, and stop the oppressor. It's my job to tell you that and to invite you to do that and encourage you to do that because to do anything else, as Reverend Gale taught me decades ago, makes us a brood of vipers, not followers of Jesus. Amen.
You've been listening to the Nativity Podcast, where we explore the faith through scripture, reason, and tradition. If you came to the podcast through iTunes, we would love a five-star rating and review. You can also find us on SoundCloud. If you'd like to support this ministry, you can do so online. Go to the Church of the Nativity website, www.nativity.dioet.org. That's www.nativity.dioet.org. And click on the Donate Online button. This is Father Jason Emerson from the Church of the Nativity asking you to never forget God loves you more than you can possibly imagine.